wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Wrestle Rant Radio for May 31st, 2018. I am Graham Giusin Matthews. Thank you for checking out the show, as always, every single Thursday, right here on not only on NextDayWrestling.net, but also on iTunes. Simply search up Wrestle Rant Radio on Apple Podcast. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. You not only get all the new episodes on Thursdays, you get all the archived content as well, dating back to October of 2013. So be sure to do that. Find me on the social medias at WrestleRant. On Facebook, Graham G.S. and Matthews, all that good shit. But we got plenty to talk about here today. Raw, SmackDown on the WWE front, as well as some all-in stuff. But I'm not flying solo. For the first time ever here on WrestleRant Radio, we got JD1219NY from the Twitter machine. John, what's going on, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, what's up Graham? How's it going? Thanks Doing well. Doing great. I mean, I've been checking out your videos recently, talking about everything from the wrestling world, from WWE to All In. I figured you'd be a great guest to have here on the show. Like I said, we're talking about All In towards the back half of the show. Um, but obviously, you've been doing some wrestling podcasting for years now. For those unfamiliar with your work, uh, give a brief introduction to the audience about who JCD is all about. Yeah, I'm I'm the old guy of the of the bunch. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been with PWP for. Uh, eight, eight, uh, no, six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we ran through a couple of shows, you know, Oh, You Didn't Know, Beer and Money, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, and I've, I've been watching since 85. The first thing I ever saw was, I'll never forget it, it was a Saturday night, and my dad's friend came over and grabbed the TV guide and showed me the advertisement for the first ever Saturday night main event on at 11.30, and I was about eight and a half years old, and I did, I mean, I did everything in my power to stay up and try to watch that. I think I got through, like, the first match, but luckily my dad taped it. And then after that, he got me the first WrestleMania, and, yeah, I've just, you know, I've been a fan ever since, going on, Jesus Christ, 33 years, wow. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so, you know, I mean, listen, I'm definitely an outside-the-box type person with my thoughts and my opinions and whatnot and you know some people like that and some people can't stand that but you know it's just it's just who I am Hey, we need more of that in the wrestling world, my friend. We have way too many people that are just watching the same thing, saying the same thing. We need some out-of-the-box type fans, which is why I wanted you here on the show today. Well, obviously, in addition to WWE and all the all-in stuff, all the indie stuff, any other promotions that you keep up with regularly? Uh, well, uh, to- Christopher Epps both got me hooked on New Japan now, so... Uh, and, you know, even even ROH, but, you know... I, I've kind of got an unpopular opinion about ROH that pretty much they're just a one-trick pony now. And the minute Cody 
Kenny and the Bucks decide they're not doing that anymore, mm-hmm. ROH is in, a, is in a boatload of trouble because, real quick, not to go on a big ROH ramp, but, you know, when they had their big show in New Orleans o- over WrestleMania weekend, it was almost funny in a sad way to see guys like Kenny King and Silas Young and, you know, bragging about, oh, largest crowd in ROH history. Well, no offense to you guys, but nobody was there for you. Mm-hmm. Nobody was there, as much as I hate to say it, nobody was there for Dalton Castle. Nobody was there, you know, for the Briscoes. They were there because Kenny and Cody were headlining that show. And I've always said, Joe Schmo's wrestling promotion could have had that match on their card that weekend, and they would have drawn 6,500. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think ROH is in, is in a really rough spot. Um, you know, they relied too much on, you know, the, the whole Bullet Club thing. Um, it, this ties into All In, but if they take away the opportunity to potentially have Marty Scroll and Dalton Castle face off for the ROH title at All In because of, you know, the new Nick Aldis, Cody Rhodes stipulate, I, I, I think that's a huge that's a huge mistake for them, but, you know, we'll get into that, uh, you know, after, I'm sure. Actually, you might as well address it now. You kind of brought it up there. There's a few different questions I want to I want to raise to you coming off the uh, ROH talk there. I mean, I'll be in your neck of the woods on Saturday. They're having a Ring of Honor TV taping on Saturday at the Hammerstein Ballroom. I enjoy the product, but you bring up a great oh, nice. point with, uh, with with Ring of Honor where, like, you look past, you look back at like their last six or so world champions, and a lot of those guys are now in NXT, from Adam Cole to Kyle O'Reilly to Kevin Owens, and so many other people that they have kind of uh, groomed as their next top guy, and even people that never even made it to that level from Donovan Dijak, who was on NXT last night, Leo Rush, and all these other guys. Um, obviously, as you said, their, their hot act right now is the Bullet Club. Beyond that, though, they have a, a solid roster of talent. But the, the the well kind of runs dry beyond those guys because you have Marty Scroll, you have Cody, you have Kenny Omega, who's not really a Ring of Honor regular, but he's there quite a bit. Um, not counting those guys, and including Hangman Page, Adam Page, because he's amazing as well. If you don't count those guys, who, in your opinion, John, is like their next top star? Now, obviously, they have Dalton Castle as their current world champion, but he won't be world champion forever. He might not be world champion beyond best in the world next month if he probably loses the belt to either Marty Scurll or Cody Rhodes. Who's like their next top dog in Ring of Honor right now? You know, it's funny you ask me that because this is something I've been going on since Jay Lethal was champion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I remember when Lethal had that run, and Lethal was amazing, yeah. you know, in that run. And he was going through, I mean, like, everybody. It was like, it got to a point where it was like, okay, well, well, who's next? You know, who's who's left that when they beat him, it's gonna it's gonna matter. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're, they've kind of shot themselves in the foot with, okay, like you said, it's probably gonna be Cody or Marty. But you know what? How do you not have somebody who's 100% committed, full-fledged to your roster, mm-hmm. not lined up, as, that you're not building up as the next guy? That That's a big problem to me, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, who is it? It's, is it Silas Young? I, I don't think so. Yeah. Is it Kenny King? No. <laughs> Bully Ray's not looking to be world champion, although mm-hmm. he's doing some of the best work in the business right now that 
nobody probably knows about because he's getting over overshadowed with all the Bullet Club stuff going on over there. Yep. You know, but his work with Cheeseburger has just been, you know, fantastic. Um, I mean, the uh, are you ready to pull pull the trigger on Punishment Martinez? I don't I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know, like so. I really, you know, you're gonna go back to Jay Lethal. I, 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 that's the problem. I, you know, I mean, this Bullet Club stuff is great, and it, it's it's great for business because you're you're selling out because the Bucks are there, Marty's there, Cody's there, Paige is there. You know, but if you wanted to run a Thursday night in a small town while all the Bullet Club guys are on a Japan tour, I don't know what you're headlining that show with. That's the and issue. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, you even mentioned Jay Lethal. I mean, he's a guy that could be world champion tomorrow feasibly, but he's another guy that I feel has done it all. There really is nothing left for him to do in Ring of Honor, which is why I'm surprised exactly. he's not already in NXT. And he's not getting any younger either. And he's still very, very good. Um, you mentioned that he was like the, one of the hottest acts in the entire business. And again, he's still one of the best in the world, maybe not top five. The guy is still really, really good, but a couple years ago when he was the Ring of Honor World Champion and the Ring of Honor TV Champion, beyond Jay Lethal, there's really not many people, homegrown talent, that beyond the Bullet Club they can build around right now, and that's an issue. And like I said, I mentioned the Bullet Club, or the Best in the World pay-per-view, rather, for next month. It is Dalton Castle, Marty Skrull, Cody confirmed, and a three-way for the Ring of Honor World Championship, and you also mentioned All In. So at All In, I guess it was confirmed, and I might be mistaken on this, that it's going to be Nick Aldis, the former Magnus from Impact, taking on Cody, um, as long as it's a title-for-title match. Is that correct? Like, as long as Cody wins the Ring of Honor World Championship, it's a championship-for-championship match? I'm a little confused as to... I think the plan is the match for is going to happen either way. Okay. I think the problem is, is, and I could have totally interpreted this wrong, but I think what it is is he's not putting the title on the line unless Cody has the ROH title. I could be wrong, but that's kind of how I interpreted it. Okay, yeah. From what happened over the weekend, I, you know, but don't don't hold me to that a hundred percent because you know I I don't know for sure. No, that does make sense. I was a little confused about that too, but that, I guess that would make sense if it was a. Ring of Honor versus NWA World Champion match, or NWA World Championship match. I mean, I mean, it's it's a big match on paper anyway, but when you have the two top world champions in their respective promotions facing off, it makes it even that bigger of a deal. And I would assume that Cody would win that match, just considering his dad's history with that championship. But that's still a big addition to the card, in addition to everyone else they already have lined up for the pay-per-view or for the event. It's not really even a pay-per-view, and that's my next question. And I've talked about this here on the show before as well, but I want to get your thoughts, J.D., in regards to All In being streamed. Now, Cody has gone on record before on Twitter saying it won't be streamed, there's no current plans for it, but kind of based off what I've seen recently on shows like Being the Elite and stuff like that they've done in the last couple of days, they've kind of teased the possibility, I mean they've been asked will you be streaming it, and they haven't given a definitive answer as to it will be or it won't be, would you like to see it streamed? he said on Twitter Yeah. he said on Twitter they're not as of now they're not streaming it that I I had seen that as well, but then I know they were kind of teasing that they might like a few days after that. So I know as of right now they aren't. There's no plans for it, but they might. I I feel like I, I with the show of this magnitude, considering it's already sold out, could you see a scenario where it is streamed just because they have nothing left to lose at this point? And I feel like that would be the best way to capitalize on the buzz of the show. I'll be honest with you, I you know for a guy like me, it's in New York. 
that can't turn around and get out there for that show. Um, what you call it? Um, I can't get to Chicago for that show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, streaming it would be ideal for a guy like me. You know, and I, I would go as high as twenty bucks to to watch it on iPay per view. Um, the problem is, if you don't give me that chance to do it, now I got to sit here and hope to catch it on Twitter, or I'll just follow it on a on a on a on a wrestling site. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that kind of takes away some of the the fun of it. You know, and I'm surprised they're not streaming it. You know, especially you've got New Japan content talent involved. You've got ROH talent involved. You know, plus you got fighting. You've got options to stream this thing. Heck, I would have used ROH and New Japan against each other. Say, listen, who wants the rights? Generate a couple of bucks out of it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You get to promote your talent. I personally, I would go, um, I would go with New Japan because it would have more of a global reach than, than ROH world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I I don't get it. I don't get it that they that they don't they don't they're not going to stream it. And, and kind of the, the impression I got from Cody, you know, reading his Twitter and the way he, he the one thing about Cody with this, he's been fantastic in answering people. Mm-hmm. He hasn't held anything back. He hasn't sugarcoated anything. Good, bad, or indifferent, Cody has been upfront and everything if you follow him on Twitter and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, he's been upfront. So, he's good, you know, he's been good with it. So, if he's saying that they may not have a problem, you know, doing, you know, the streaming, I think he's right. I, I, I think it's legit that it might be a problem. You know, that for whatever reason, they're not going to be able to work it out. You know, and it's a loss. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and people are so, going to stream the show anyway. I mean, it's going to end up on Periscope or on YouTube regardless. So they might as well just capitalize it and record it for themselves, you know, and sell DVDs later or stream it or whatever. You know what I mean? You know, it's... Yeah, but you know what? I want to watch it live that night. Yeah, no, okay? exactly, yeah. I want to watch it live that night. I don't want to catch, you know, at midnight... Somebody's, you know, cell phone stream. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and that's that's the problem. I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, so the streaming thing's a big a big letdown. So I mean, I'm sure they're gonna have an official Twitter that will do recaps of everything and all that. You know, and uh, that's it. You know. I mean, I guess we'll see. There's plenty of time until the show. They have three months until tomorrow, the from tomorrow. So they have plenty of time to change their minds if they wanted to do a streaming idea. I mean, right now, they might not announce it right now because they already have a, plenty of other announcements with the talent coming and the matches being made and stuff like that. So I would understand holding me, off on that until later on until it comes. Yeah. Since you mentioned talent, mm-hmm. what do you think the possibilities are? And I think this weekend's going to play a big factor in it. What do you think the possibilities are with Punk? 
That's it's a it's a great question because I feel like there is a chance, especially I mean it's no coincidence that he's doing the autograph signing at the Pro Wrestling T store the day before the show in Chicago. And they're doing that for a reason because they know there's so many people in the area. And I've said this before, I think he should be on the All In show. I'm not sure I think contractually it shouldn't be an issue with the UFC because we you know, Ronda Rousey's made an appearance at fucking WrestleMania and this show is not ending up on pay per view. It's not a Ring of Honor show, it's not a New Japan show. It's like a glorified house show essentially. So that shouldn't be an issue. Um but I, I think there's a chance it's really more a matter of whether he wants to and I, I couldn't think of a better scenario for Punk to return to wrestling, if only for one night only, than at this show. So I think he, he should, but I don't know if he will. That's my whole thing. I think it comes down to what happens Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think if if he gets if he gets beat, if he loses no matter what, I think he's done in the UFC anyway. I, I think Dana White did this for him as a favor. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think this was ever really... You know, um, a long-term thing. And I think Dana knew that. Um, I think Dana did this, you know, hey, listen, Dana's a businessman. He did it to sell pay-per-views. You know, he did it to draw interest. And you know what? Unlike Brock, who it worked out with, with Punk, it didn't the first time. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, and I love Punk. I, you know, you know I, I, I want to, I think that's important for me to say that. I was, I mean, I was a huge Punk guy. Mm-hmm. But I think, that, you know, between everything, the, the, the way he left it, I think he's getting, I think he's losing again. Mm-hmm. I think if he loses, I would not be surprised if he wrestles on the show as long as he does not receive a medical suspension. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, the way the athletic commissions work, you know, he wouldn't be able to, even though it's quote unquote, it's wrestling, he wouldn't be able to wrestle on that show because he could have a 60- or 90-day medical suspension, depending on if he got knocked out or tapped out. If he loses a decision, then he could probably wrestle because odds are, you know, if you're going to a decision, you didn't get knocked on your ass. So, you know, he could probably wrestle. If he wins, then I think, well, now Dana's got to give him a third fight. I don't think he'll go near the wrestling. I think the one thing which is smart They've held off announcing what their plans are for Omega. And if it was me, I would do everything in my power, minus a medical suspension, to get Omega Punk on that show. That would be huge. That would be so big. I mean, they've already sold out the shows, so it's not like you need to announce the match. I mean, I think they should announce it in advance if it is happening, and they do plan to stream it. Um, you, know who's helping, you know who's hoping they announce matches like that? The guys who have the tickets on StubHub. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Those those few hundred tickets left on StubHub that they still need to get no, it, get off the secondary be the market. Difference between shit, I gotta knock down that five hundred dollar ticket down to three hundred, or oh well, Punk's on this show now. You know that ticket I had for five hundred dollars three weeks ago? Now I have it for eight hundred. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are the guys that are hoping they announce something else. And and I know the Bucks and you know that on that being the elite. Everything I heard, I heard that was as real as it got. That Matt Jackson was actually legitimately disappointed that those tickets were being gouged on StubHub. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's not you know, and and I believe them. They said it that that's not what they did this show for. They didn't do this show, you know, to make a ridiculous amount. You know, beating people over the head and 
you know, raping people for money for tickets. They, they said they, that wasn't what they were doing, you know. Um, obviously, they need to make money, but they weren't trying to destroy anybody in the process. And when they see these tickets on Subhome, I mean, I remember that Sunday night, they were front row tickets for like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, that I think had a face value. I think of what was it, one fifty nine? I think or one thirty nine, something like that. Yeah, at it's most. 10, yeah, 10, 10, I mean, it's almost a ten times bump. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that. But those are the guys that are hoping they announce it. I personally, I think he'll be there, even if he just cuts a promo, comes out at the end. He'll he'll be there. Him being at that autograph signing is not coincidence. Him and Matt Jackson are like ridiculously close. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's been some, you know, hey, you know, I mean, we heard all heard the stories that they thought they were going to maybe get Daniel Bryan because they thought maybe Bryan would leave, you know. So, you know, but I think they have Punk lined up. I, I, I do. I, I would I would be shocked if he didn't appear in any way whatsoever. Yeah, and they have they have a lot of talent lined up, but I think it would be super disappointing if Punk did not have a presence on that show, considering just the magnitude of it, how it's basically anti-WWE, and the fact that it's in Chicago. I mean, come on. But it's really on. not, though, because if you listen to Cody talk, Cody's not doing this as like a F. No, yeah, no, no, of course, yeah. ...type show. Yeah. It, it basically kind of started because Meltzer pretty much said no one will ever draw 10K in the U.S., and... The Bucks and Cody were like, want to bet? And that's how this started. This was more about, you know, we're going to prove we can do it. It's, you know, and, and Cody's been, the one thing about Cody is Cody's been very professional about this. You know, okay, he left two years ago. He wasn't happy with where he was going. But he, he hasn't come out and destroyed the company at all. There hasn't been that scathing Cody shoot interview where, oh, you know, let me tell you about you know, Michael Hayes, or let me tell you about this one or that one, or the time I went up to Hunter with an idea and, you know, we didn't, it hasn't been any of that. And I think Cody's smart in the sense that he's going to do his old thing now, but I think Cody knows at some point, maybe a year, two years, three years down the road, this is coming full circle, Mm -hmm. you know, and he'll come back as a ridiculously large star and they'll have to position them that way. And I think that's why that's why this show is not being positioned like some people have thought it would be, which is going to be as a middle finger to Vince. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't think it is at all. I just think, I, I think it represents everything that WWE is not right now. When you look at the current product and the weekly shows from Raw, and more so Raw than SmackDown, are just not that compelling. And the talent they have on the show is really the best in the world that's not in WWE. When you look at Cody, Kenny Omega, or Kenny Omega, Okada, Pentagon Jr., fucking Jay Lethal, and all these other people from New Japan, Ring of Honor, the indie scene, it's really amazing. But I do agree, I think Cody is going to be back in WWE at some point, maybe not in the next year or two. I I think it would be stupid for him to go back anytime soon. Um, But we might as well reference that rumor, too. I know there was a rumor going around in the last maybe week or so, that WWE made big money offers to all members of the Bullet Club, or at least the more important ones like Cody and maybe Marty Scroll, the Young Bucks for sure, Omega, to come on over. I doubt that's the case. That really not get, that really didn't get much they're, traction. They're all under contract. They're exactly. All under contract right now. Yeah. Now, now it, the interesting thing is going to be what happens in January post Wrestle Kingdom, because mm-hmm. that's when all hell is going to break loose. Mm-hmm. That's yep. when the Bucks deals are up. 
Marty's deal's up. Uh, I think Cody's deal with New Japan is up. Okada, Omega. Naito, Marty, Omega. It is. It is gonna be. I. I would hate to to be anybody involved who has to try to lock these guys up on the New Japan side of things. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a disaster. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've been saying this for the last couple of months. I feel like Omega, especially, is working almost like he's working his bucket list of all the things he's wanted, he wants to do before he goes. He got back together with Ibushi. Yep. He's work, he worked Cody. He's working... Um, he oh. worked the Young Bucks. Yep. There's a rumor, I heard this two, three months ago, and Chris kind of confirmed it too, that he... Um, he might have already promised to work Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I could see That's that. out there that... That, you know, to bring everything full circle, to me, that screams, I want to do A, B, C, and D before I go, and then I'm going to go. The only thing that supposedly he wants is the one thing he's got no control over. He wants to be IWGP champion. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's the one thing you can't control. Um, and I don't think he's winning at Dominion. I think, I think Okada is going to beat him and put this to bed. I think Omega is definitely going. Because he's also the older one of the bunch. It's, you might as well get that payday now. And the other guy who I know has a lot of fans in that company is Scroll. And I, I, I think I could see him going. If he doesn't get the ROH title, may, you know, for whatever reason, because they put it on Cody or they decide to keep it on Castle, and, you know, he's kind of stuck as a junior in Japan mm-hmm. and this and that, I could see him saying, you know what? I, I'm going to go, and if they don't go this year, sooner or later the Bucks are going to go because eventually, you know, when you have a family, you, you, you want the stability. Yeah. You know, you want, like, I, I, there are another ones that I follow on Twitter. I haven't been home for more than a week in 2018. Eventually you're going to want to be able to, you know, schedule that time home. And with the way they're running... They're running a little hard right now. I can see them eventually saying, you know what, we got to do this. And the key is, though, they got to all negotiate with Triple H. Yeah. I think Hunter has the understanding, especially with those guys, for what it is they do versus Vince. You for know, sure. and I think they would have better luck, you know, hey, listen, you know, this is what, you know, we'll come in, but this is what we want to do. We want to do this. We can do, you know, you know, we could do something with the New Day, you know, that we've been building, whatever the case is. And I think Triple H should be more open to that versus going to Vince, and Vince is going to be like, elite what? <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> what the hell is know, this? I, I, I hate to say it, but I, I think they need to sit down, and, and I think even Hunter knows that, too. I think Hunter is... There's some cases where I think Hunter is trying to realize, you know what, let me deal with this. Mm-hmm. And then Vince, okay, you go deal with that. Let me deal with this. And if you can get to that point of getting to Hunter and then have Hunter deal with explaining it to Vince, I think you're in a lot better shape than you are versus, you know, hey, Vince, you know, have you ever seen our video being the elite? Vince's head will explode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what know? is Vanilla Midgets doing? Yeah, I wouldn't. I would not be surprised. But yeah, no, they absolutely. I don't know if 
Because they are main roster ready. There, there's no question about that. But they would have to work with Triple H because they would end up like the fucking revival of they ended up on the main roster and they negotiated with Vince McMahon because the Raw tag team division right now is in fucking shambles. So I would hope that they would get the star treatment upon coming saviors, in. Though. There's two saving teams for that division. Yeah. And there are two teams that were not in that barbecue. And if you want to use this to segue to Raw, we can. Yeah, let's go. The yeah. fact that McIntyre and Ziggler were not in that barbecue segment and neither were the authors of pain mm-hmm. tell you at the very least that these are the guys we're going to, you know, one of these two teams are going to be Hardy and Wyatt. Mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, I know they're yeah. positioning the B team as the next challengers, but that's obviously just a filler feud for right now. But, I mean, yeah. we, we, when we talk about McIntyre and Ziggler, they're a good team together, and McIntyre had another great showing on Monday against Chad Gable. But how long do you do the tag team thing before you break McIntyre out on his own? And I know that sounds ideal. I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here. But, like... You but, can do that in the fall. Yeah, like, well, I mean... Once like, you hit that post-summer yeah. slam... You know, maybe once you hit like October, November, and you're kind of at that point where you're, you're past SummerSlam, you're not exactly ready to build the Rumble yet. Yep. But you have like two or three shows where, okay, you want to try some things out and see what sticks. I think that's when you can break McIntyre out. A perfect feud for McIntyre would be Roman. I agree. And, you know, I, I think I think that feud will work for for McIntyre. And I'm telling you, you know what we're talking about? Oh, negotiating with Vince, negotiating with Triple H. McIntyre has got the right guy backing him, and that's Vince. And I'm telling you, McIntyre is going to be a going to be a player. He really, he really is. They are positioning him strong. His his gimmick, his character is very believable. His matches have been really good. I'm telling you, McIntyre is going to be. You know, if Brock leaves and you need a new top heel, if you're not going to pull the trigger on Roman going heel, McIntyre is your guy. Yeah. I completely agree. You know, you know, come try to get this belt from me. You're all soft. Come mm-hmm. on. I dare one of you to do it. Yep. And he just, he beats guys left and right. <clears throat> um, I thought, what I thought was very telling, and, I, you know, I've had some people say, ah, oh, it's just the London shows. No one remembers those. But the fact that they beat Balor and Braun, I thought that was huge. Very telling, yeah. Huge for them. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, Braun's bounced back nicely from it, and even Bala has to a degree, you know. And, you know, but I thought that was, that was massive for McIntyre. You know, mm-hmm. not so much Ziggler. I mean, I feel like Ziggler's at a point right now where Ziggler's just Ziggler. Yeah. But they're really working well together. I mean, even, even Ziggler seems the most important he's been in probably about three years. <laughs> yeah, at least, with, yeah. With this. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they're fine. You know, McIntyre is phenomenal. He's, you know, he's I, very but, good. But, yeah, I could see them beating <clears throat> Wyatt and Hardy, or if they didn't want to have to do something where eventually someone would have to beat them, I think it's going to be off as a pain. And I, I think that, that shit show segment proved that. The fact that they were the two teams not out there, that, that was fine. Yeah, that officials think highly of them enough to not put them in this throwaway yeah. holiday silliness segment. So, yeah, I was fine with that, too. But I do agree. I think the Authors of Pain are the ultimate tag team to take the titles from Hardy and Wyatt eventually. And with McIntyre, I think he's coming back to the main roster at the perfect time. Just considering Raw right now is completely devoid of credible heels. Now, you have some players there, like Jinder, but the guy is just, he's not a main event level heel. He proved that on SmackDown. He's just just not. 
And you have Baron Corbin that kind of they fucked him up big time. And he's really not that good to begin with, but he had some momentum over on SmackDown, and it went nowhere about a year ago, ever since the failed Money in the Bank cash, and he's facing No Way Jose now. I mean, it's going to take some time for him to be built back up. And uh, I don't know, the I feel like... The problem with Jinder is, the problem with Jinder is, you, he, you know what, he had the world title run, then he dropped it to AJ, and then he kind of faded out a little post-AJ. The problem with Jinder is, Okay, you put the U.S. title on him, which normally would be like, all right, you know what? You're kind of bouncing back. The problem is you moved him over right after. Yeah. And because you moved him over, you had to take the belt off him. And now he's stuck in a feud with Roman, which is, okay, it's a good spot to be in, you know. Yeah, of course. But the problem is we know the end result. I swear to God, if Jinder beats Roman... <laughs> I, I don't know what I would do with myself because I'd be so ecstatic. Yeah. But I don't think you have a Twitter reaction ready for that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest; it's not going to happen. Jinder's mm. not beating Roman. Yeah, he's not. You know, I mean, he's not. So then, what happens after that? Exactly. You he, know, and he, the problem is they he, they put him in that big IC title match with Rollins. Okay, Rollins snaps, loses by DQ. Yep. But they jumped, they jumped right into Elias Rollins at that point. So Jinder's not even going to get a chance to be like, hey, you know what, I beat him. Look, yeah, exactly. He, you know, in a typical heel fashion, look, he knew I was going to beat him, so he cheated. I want another shot. They don't even give Jinder a chance to do that now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, post money in the bank, what are you doing with Jinder? Yeah. There's there's so many people that are just up in the air right now, and they're just filling TV time with the Money in the Bank guys. Like, what do you do with a guy like a Bobby Roode coming out of Money in the Bank? What do you do with a guy like Baron Corbin? Hopefully, it lies. I tried to sit down. Here's the problem. I tried to sit down and do a SummerSlam card. Yep. Yesterday, I ended up leaving Balor off, Roode off, Owens off, Zayn off because I had no clue what to do with them. Yeah. What do you even do? Yeah. You know. And there's a lot of people. There's just so many talented players in both brands right now. They have a lot of star power, which is great. But the issue is that this company does not know what to do with a lot of these people. So they're put in feuds that just no one gives a shit about. The Bobby Lashley, same as anything, is a fucking disaster. So I, the I'm, bad part is Zane Lashley will be a solid match, and Zane will sell for Lashley yeah. like a million bucks. Yeah. Zane will let Lashley throw him around like a rag doll, which is what the match should be. If the match goes more than four minutes, then, yeah, this is a total shit show. Yeah. The only redeeming quality from these bad segments will be Lashley just comes out and murders him. Yeah. Like, that's what you need. And if you do that, it's like, okay, you know what? Zane was like a little bit of a wise-ass. He was this, he was that. And when it came down to it, Lashley just kicked his Which is what Lashley should be. Lashley just kicked his ass. But they're not. They're going to let it go like eight, nine minutes back and forth. Zane's going to hit everything. You know, and mm-hmm. Lashley's barely going to kick out, and then Lashley's going to hit him with that duplex, that whatever, that brain, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the same thing that drove me wild Tuesday night on SmackDown with the Oscar Mandy Rose match. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is Man- Oscar and Mandy Rose doing having two segments? <laughs> yeah, and there's, there's no business being an eight minute match. <laughs> Especially with Oscar. You know, gearing up for the title match, Oscar should have just kicked Mandy Rose's head off. That's what she was doing going into WrestleMania, exactly. What the hell happened? Yeah. I they was humanized Oscar, which I get, okay, after the loss, the aura's gone. I even like the fact that they were kind of playing up a little of, oh, is her confidence gone? Like, yeah. I like that. that. That's a redemption story. I like that. You know, but 
eight minutes, eight nine minutes with Mandy Rose and, and a commercial break, no less. That's not that's not what she needs. Yeah, like I would have done Mandy Rose this week, and then next week because I think Money in the Bank the following weekend. Yep. I would have done the bill. I would have had to go through the bill. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point, and then boom, now she's set up. You know, and then the, the week after, leading into Money in the Bank, you let Carmella get the heat on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would be the best possible thing to do. Just because right now, I feel like with their women's division, their tag team divisions, it seems like they have all the the pieces in place, but they're just not doing enough to what they could be doing with them, to their fullest potential with people like Asuka. And you mentioned people like Balor and stuff like that. Um, but still, I mean, they're, they're, they, they have a really, really talented roster between both brands right now. And at least they have a guy like Elias on the heel side on Raw to build around. I feel like that's a great place for him to be in with Rollins, who is fucking firing at all cylinders right now. Yeah. Come Money in the Bank. So that should be good. But, well, well speaking of Money in the Bank, current expectations, John, for the show compared to TakeOver Chicago the night before. We had multiple matches confirmed for both shows over the past week. Uh, as of right now, which show are you lo- more looking forward to and which show has better potential? TakeOver should be potentially a, a show of the year. TakeOver Spe- should be the show of... Could, could, could be the show of the year. Yeah, with that, that card, card, absolutely. Yep. Um, although, I missed some. Did they announce anything for Cole yet? I know they announced the tag title match. Is, what is Cole do? Is Cole doing anything with the title yet? So I had read a week or so ago that I don't think he was at the most recent set of tapings, and therefore he's not being confirmed for the card. Same thing with Pete Dunne. Okay. You would think that based off that six-man tag team match that we had a few weeks ago where I think Birch and Lorcan and Dunn beat Undisputed Era, we're getting yeah. the tag title match, like you said, which we're is going to be great. Match. Yeah, I, just, I mean, dude, if you can get me Dunn and Cole added on to that show, <laughs> holy shit. And they both have titles. They both have belts, too, that, are, that aren't being defended. Now, my only thing is that maybe they're not on the show because I know they're supposed to be in England a few days after that for that uh, the Wembley Stadium show yeah. for the UK Attorney. But at the same time, Strong and O'Reilly are also on that show, and they're going to be a takeover. So it's not like they're going to be in England this entire time, Dunn and Cole, that is. So yeah. I don't know why I you know. wouldn't add it. I mean, as of right now, I think there's four matches confirmed between the main event, which is Black and Sullivan, the tag title match, uh, not confirmed, but Baszler and Cross is pretty much set in stone after last night. Yeah. And then Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. So you need a fifth match. And, and then you've got Chompa. Don't forget, you got Chompa Gargano. Oh, yeah, Chompa Gargano. Of course, of course. That's five matches right there. So maybe that is their, their final card. I guess they could also have a match. They could tape it for TV. I mean, they've always done that. I mean, yeah. they had, um, you know, Strong yeah, they and... they do do a taping, so maybe they'll yeah. get those guys off for TV. Maybe. That, yeah, that, that, that card... You know, if, if Black and Sullivan's going to be, quote-unquote, the worst match on that card, you know what, where do I sign? <laughs> yeah, you all know? right. Where, where, where do you, you know, where, you know, where do I sign? I'll take that, you yep. know. Give me, give me that. Give me that. That card's going to be phenomenal. And then, you know, I'll tell you my problem with Money in the Bank, to be honest with you. I love everybody in the men's ladder match except Strowman. Really? Why is that? I think, I'll tell you why. As far as what that match can be with the guys you have in it, you can get a lot of batches. And I know with Braun, you'll get the crazy power spots. But I feel like you could get, you know, spots with Owen, spots with Balor, Miz, you know, this and that. And then you're just going to have big, lanky, monstrous Braun in there. Mm-hmm. I just, it's, it's not that I don't like Braun in the match. I think that mix of talent, Braun sticks out like a sore thumb. That's 
true. Like, I mean, they also have Samoa Joe, know, but I feel like they'll do more with Samoa Joe than they will with Braun. I do agree. Yeah, but you know what? Joe can still turn around and, you know, do other things. You know, yeah. like he, you know yeah. Braun's just going to be tossing guys around, tossing ladders, and, you know, I feel like it's just a weird crop of guys for Braun to be to be in there with. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see how they get around him not winning, because I, I, as much as they're going to try, I don't see him winning. I, I really think they could pull the trigger on Mr. Joe. Um, only because, too, like, when are you ever going to cash in on Brock? <laughs> yeah, exactly. At his house? Like, what, the, what, do you, what do you cash in on him? Exactly. You know, what do you, what do, you do? You know, like, okay, he's probably going to be at SummerSlam. He's probably dropping the title at SummerSlam. So then... What do you do then? You have you have the guy you built up Brock for so long to lose to whoever he loses to, whether it's Roman or Strowman or whoever. This big monumental moment, and then you have it ruined by Money in the Bank. I I think you'll lose that crowd at the Barclays if you do that. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends who it yeah. is, but they've done the same thing with Roman before when he won the belt for the first time a few years ago and then Sheamus cashed. And, like, yeah, been there, done that. saving grace on it, but the problem will be you'll need to get that crowd not to want to build that burning to the ground for the three minutes that Roman's celebrating that win. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. Roman straight up and <laughs> finally beats him, and, you know, he's celebrating. You know, you may have to, you're going to have to hope the Barclays doesn't go to hell at that point yep. to get to the point of, okay, now we're going to do the cash in. Mm-hmm. But other than I, I could see it being Miz or Joe. I, I could. And someone said it the other day. You do the Money in the Bank ladder match before the last man standing match. And if you want to really get heat, you have whoever wins. If it's Miz, Joe, or somebody from SmackDown, cash in on, like, AJ or Nakamura right after barely surviving last man standing. Mm-hmm. That's heat right there. That, that's the best way to, to do that cash in. I could see a scenario where where maybe Nakamura win, or maybe AJ retains. I, I do think Nakamura is going to win. I do think he should win just because he's owed to win by this point. He's been losing so much, on pay-per-view anyway, where he needs he needs a definitive title victory. And then you can have whoever cash in that he could still be involved in the title mix. But based off what they were teasing a few weeks ago, like right before Backlash, remember when like Joe interrupted AJ? That wasn't done yeah. for no reason. So I think you're right. No. Right, we we could see a scenario where maybe Joe wins the ladder match, and then he cashes in either that night or in the subsequent SmackDown, and then we get a three way for the July pay per view. You know, AJ Nakamura has been good, but it's like, can we really have like a fourth straight match at Extreme Rules? Which I assume they they're gonna have. They can't cut the feud off here. I mean, they could. I don't know if they will. When you have an Extreme Rules pay per view in fucking July, so I feel like if you could do a three way yeah. steel cage or whatever with Joe Nakamura AJ, it writes itself. Yeah, I, I can see that, and I'll tell you right now, I mean, wait till they get to Japan. I think they have that four-way of, what is it, Joe, Nakamura, AJ, and Brian? Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Oh! oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Man. Amazing. <laughs> you're a fool not to do that here. And, yeah. And, you know, you're not going to get that at SummerSlam, because, let's be honest, you, me, and a blind man know it's going to be Brian Miz at SummerSlam. You think so? I think they should hold off until WrestleMania, but I don't know. I don't know. I, they they very well might pull the trigger. Right. You can't get that far, especially with Brian. You got you, you know, everyone forget. You know, you're still one bad hit away from them getting maybe cold feet with Brian. Yep. You know, and 
I think you got to strike while you can with him. I, I think that I think he's going to need a good run under his belt, like about maybe six months, whatever. And him being like, "Look, I'm okay," because supposedly they're testing him after every match. Yep. And you're going to need a good six, eight months of him, like, "Look, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay." Before and I, I know they're teasing it. I know Brian cutting that into his promos that he wants the title. He wants the title. He never lost it. He never lost it. So eventually, Brian's going to get to that title program. But I think it's going to be a little longer before that. And if you don't do anything, do Brian finally getting the title back at Mania, you know, and then go from there. I, I, I think SummerSlam, you got to do Brian Miz. That, that, well, that's the, money right there. That's what I mean. I think I think if Brian winning the belt at Mania, I, I completely agree with. But I think it should be Miz who he beats for the belt at Mania, considering it was Miz who he beat for his first spell almost a decade ago and all the stuff they've been through. I don't know. I feel like that would be the better option. But if they wanted to do it at SummerSlam, that's I mean, actually pretty good. You know, I'm not even going to deny that. I like, when you break it down like that, that's actually a great scenario. And you throw in the caveat that Brian wins the Rumble. They're in Phoenix next year. I think that's where he, I know he's moved multiple times. He's been in L.A. with the Twins, with the Bellas. So I, I, I think he still lives in Arizona. So what if you have him win the Rumble there, especially given that over the last five years, it's been all about Brian. Even with this year's Rumble, people were thinking that he was going to win, even before he came back to the ring, which was ridiculous to me, but he ended up returning uh-huh. to the ring, so it wasn't that ridiculous. Um, he, he's got to win at some point. Just to put the fucking rumors to rest that he's going to win the Rumble, he's going to Win, have him win there. Have Miz win the belt at some point between now and then, and then Brian can be where the one the, to to beat him for the Rumble belt. In, where is the Rumble this year? Th- it was this year in Philly. No, no, I mean the one coming up. I'm sorry, not not. This no, oh, it, it's it's in where, uh, Phoenix in in January. Hmm. Hmm. Not exactly a hot. Yeah, you might be. Able, yeah, you could do it then. Maybe you, you might need something to draw to to sell that to sell that show. Mm-hmm. You might need Brian in that, you know, with the full story being he's ready to he's ready to get to get that belt back. I I, I could see that working. Well, in the meantime, I mean, I know they've been having him work these this, this feud with big cast. Now I know it's it's just a wave to introduce him back into the ring into a wrestling role, but. Has this feud been doing anything for you personally? I know they've had their match of Backlash. It was decent, but I mean, for a Daniel Bryan match, it wasn't as great as it could have been. And they I had their thought, interaction on Tuesday, too. Mm-hmm. Cass was going to play a role with Miz. And in that yes. aspect, I was on board with it. I'm like, okay, I can see where this goes. Miz will cost Bryan the match against Cass. Cass gets a big singles push win, and it just builds more heat for... You know, for Brian and um, and Miz, but that's not happening. So now it's like, okay, <laughs> I I feel like Cass is another guy out of place on SmackDown. Yeah, Cass should be on Raw with the guys that are you know he could feud with a Strowman, he could feud with a you know Roman, he could feud with some of these bigger guys. I feel like you know Cass on SmackDown. They, they missed this opportunity, I feel like. I, I really feel like they, they could have done more with it, and especially when he started coming out with the suit. I'm like, okay, that's a Miz-type thing. All right, you know, they're going to get to Miz with this. Okay, that, that's cool. They, didn't do, they haven't done it. <laughs> you know? Yep. I mean, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that match is going to get added against the money in the bank. I, that's, uh, yeah, they're not in the ladder match. That's my guess, too, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Miz 
screws Brian then, you know, and causes him the match, and mm-hmm. Cass gets the win, and then maybe what you could do later then is Brian comes out and screws and screws Miz during the ladder match. Yep. Okay, I can, I can, I can see that. I can get, I can get on board with that. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a story. You know, it gives Cass a big win, and you know, all right, we're back to where we were, but you know, I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't. I, I, something's missing with Cass on SmackDown, and it's it's Miz. I don't know how awkward the relationship is with Carmella. If maybe you want to, you know, maybe you could put them together. Yeah. You know, I know they're not together anymore, but you know, is it a case where you know what we can work together? It's fine. I I don't know. You know, it's yeah. it's very it's a very weird dynamic right now, and. He's in a weird spot. I don't know if it's because maybe the injury hurt him. Maybe maybe the injury was meant to, you know, maybe it was meant to lead to a rematch right away, or maybe on one of the London, you know, SmackDowns. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know, but I feel like he's he's in a weird spot. Yeah, he's in a really weird spot, and he's one of those people I think works better with other people too, which is why the Enzo tag team works so well. Because in the ring, neither one of them are all that special. But together, I thought they worked really well together. I mean, obviously, they grew up as best friends, all this other stuff. And they were a great tag team that broke up way too soon. And like you said with Carmella, um, I had always thought they would be a good pairing together. But obviously, they broke up, so that might not be the case, as you mentioned. But, I mean, Carmella... Go ahead. Apparently, Cass was ready to kill him. Oh, Enzo? Oh, yeah, I know. Towards the end, I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't think that was a full-fledged creative decision. I think that was a case of, you you gotta get us apart or else... Well, speaking of Enzo, yeah. quick side note real quick. Did you listen to any part of that rap that he put out this past no. week? That atrocity? No. <laughs> no. no. It was bad. No. no. I, I can't. I, I, I can't. I mean, hey, listen. If he's innocent, he's innocent. Yeah. You know, um, I, and it looks like it's leaning that way, and, and good for him. But Enzo's the type of guy that gets in trouble because he puts himself in these bullshit situations. Yeah. And then wonders why he gets in trouble. Like, there was a line that she claimed he said. Something about, you want to sleep with me, I have a million Twitter followers. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm not saying that constitutes rape. Yeah. But that's totally an Enzo line. It really is, yeah. That is something I could totally see him saying. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm not saying that that constitutes, you know, sexual assault or rape, whatever, anything like that. I'm not saying that, but that that's an end zone line. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see him saying that. So it's like, what are you doing, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you know, I know somebody that was in Times Square Monday night just for a totally other different reason. And they, they walked past that thing and... My friend was like, dude, he's like, it was a complete shit show. (laughs) But he he had a couple hundred people there. Good for him. Yeah, good for him, I guess. But uh, I have no desire. I don't care if he's... I don't care if he's clean, if he didn't rape or whatever. He should not be back in WWE. I I hate the whole idea of fans saying, oh, he's, he was never you know convicted or whatever. That means he should come back. He never told the police about it. That was the fact, or at least that was allegedly it's, the fact. You know what I mean? It's not even that. It's not even that. The guy Take sucks, though. Out of it. Take this out of it. And he was on Thin Ice to begin with. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, did you, I watched that Corey, that interview with him and Corey Graves. Yeah. And man, that was 
I, I have all the respect in the world for Graves for not losing his shit on him and just <laughs> humbling him right then and there. Yeah. You know, like, like he gave Enzo a chance to, like, back off the concussion comment, and he still did it. Like, he still went after Graves about it. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I, if I would ever be able to keep my cool like that. Yeah. Especially under, like, that scenario. Like, oh, you know, you're retired, and I was back at work the next day. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you basically called Graves a bitch, and yeah, you know, like, come on, like, all you guys were like the original NXT. Yeah, you know, you know, before NXT became really what it was, like, you were the guy. There's a bond there. There's a brotherhood there. I'm not saying everyone's got to be best friends yeah. and everyone has Christmas dinner there. You just have some fucking respect, especially for the <laughs> fact that the guy, you know, ended up having to retire off real shitty circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like he blew his knee out and he's like, oh, I'm scared if I ever jump off the top rope again, I'm going to blow my knee out, so I'm going to retire. The guy got retired because of concussion. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even his call. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that you know, was really like, stupid. That was before the really whole rape allegation kidding. thing. Yeah, that was months ago. Yeah, but there was so much other stuff with him. You know, you heard yeah. all the stories, him getting thrown out of the bus mm-hmm. and this one. And now, if it wasn't this, it was going to be something else. Yeah. And it was going to happen. He was never. Someone said to me, I remember, oh, who do you think Enzo faces at WrestleMania? And this was before the the case. And I turned around. This was like November, December. And I said, unemployment. <laughs> he was, I knew he wasn't going to make it to Mania. I knew it. I yeah. knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I said, he's going to piss somebody off. And he's going to drop the title on a random Monday night or a random Tuesday. And it, they're going to release him. Yep. I'm telling you. And Look what yeah. happened? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, also, too, it's just not even that he had a bad attitude. Just the guy wasn't that good. On the mic, I can see, you know, the praise for him and stuff. And, again, I thought in the in the cast tag team, I thought they were a great fit. But on his own, the guy just wasn't good. For 205 Live, the no. show has been infinitely better since Enzo left. That match on Monday, on Tuesday this past week between Alexander and Murphy was fucking amazing. So, him leaving was yeah. a blessing in disguise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and the thing with, the thing with you know... Poor Cedric. I, I don't know. Is it just me? Or, yeah, it's great that he won the title at Mania. Maybe it's because they're not on pay-per-view anymore. But I feel like he is forgotten with that title. And that's a shame because, yeah, that match Tuesday night with Murphy was phenomenal. And he's had some other matches. I know he had another match with Ali. That was that was great. I mean, it is. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a shame he's not getting a bigger sugar. Like, this is the time to have these guys on Raw. Yeah. Exactly. You know, this, this is the time. I mean, you've got, you know, Cedric, you got Ali, you got Murphy, even Tony Nese is starting to, you know, morph in a little to his role. Gulak is just ri- ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. how, you know, now you don't put these guys on, but instead I got to sit through the, the, what was it, the Zoe train, whatever? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Zoe train bullshit, yeah. And, you know, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, that, that match, that's going to be one of the ones you're going to sit down in October, and you're going to start to put together your matches of the year, Yep. and if you don't remember it, someone will bring it up to you, mm-hmm. and you're going to be like, holy shit, I forgot how good that was. Exactly, yeah, it was very good. Easily, yeah. 
might be the best cruiserweight main roster match, not counting CWC that we have, because I can't think of another one that was that good based off just the story they told, the feud, and the match itself. I can't think of a I'll better cruiserweight right championship now, match. I think it, I think it, I thought it was better than the finals at Mania. It was. It definitely was. No, no doubt about it. And that match yeah. was good. That was very good. The match was, if not great, but this was better. Definitely better. And the crowd yeah. was into it too. This was, yeah. So. Yeah, Mur- Murphy's a weird guy that people seem ready to get behind. And I don't know if it's because people know he's with Bliss or whatever, but, you know, if mm-hmm. Murphy would have beaten Hedrick on on Tuesday, I don't think anybody really would have complained. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, the guy the guy is good. I think a lot of people slept on him for a long time just because he was kind of put in a bad spot in NXT in the tag team with uh, you know what the problem Wesley is? Blake. Yeah. For as good as he is, Wesley Blake is just it's just as bad. So it's like it's one of those things that like Blake is so bad. I mean, yeah, Blake is so bad. Murphy's <laughs> so good. And like in order for them to kind of balance out, they just balance out to like mediocrity. Yeah. That's what it was. Like, oh, Terrible. No shock that he has not been on TV in the last year and a half. The, I'm no, shocked he's still employed. Yeah, I think they're doing something with him and Gunner and a few oh, other guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I heard about that, that. I think they put that group together on the road, and I think they're trying it out. I think it's going to be their way to introduce Gunner into TV. Yep. It's going to be with that group. <laughs> God bless him. Hopefully it works, yep. but uh, I don't know. The guy is just yeah, he, d- not good. Horrible. He is horrible <laughs> he is really bad oh. well as we close oh. out the episode here john i do have one final non-wrestling related question for you now i was uh as i saw your avatar on twitter it is a cameo from the new solo movie which i saw over the weekend i want to get your thoughts on the movie and spoilers will be included here so don't be uh don't be don't be afraid to throw out some spoilers thought, from the movie but I'm your thoughts on the film you. well, i thought it was really good yeah. i enjoyed it i took my, i took my son and I was like, all right, I got the built-in excuse to go see it again, just in case, you know what, I'm occupied with him. Yeah. And he, he sat down for, for the whole two-plus hours and was, like, mesmerized by it all, which was great, you mm-hmm. know? And I thought it was really good. And that thing at the end, that that's... I want to see, is that a sequel? Is that a tie-in to... Another show. movie that's going to be coming out in the next yeah. year or two. I, I, you know, I was really intrigued, and I watch. I've watched the cartoons. Yeah. So I get what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I've seen some people questioning, like, how could that have happened? How is that possible? Yeah, they're not watching if the shows watch, then, if, or not aware of them if anyway. You watch, yeah. If you watch Star Wars Rebels, that's. That's there, man. Yeah, that's the whole show, isn't it? That's like most of the second or the second half of the show, is it not? More or less, yeah. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I, I haven't watched the show, but I am aware of it enough to the point where I understood. I'm like, wow, that's fucking awesome. So yeah, I was left with the same thing. Like, do they make another one? I know they had signed on for multiple movies, but I know right now they're focused on making obviously beyond episode nine, they have the new uh Boba Fett movie, maybe an Obi Wan Kenobi movie, so Kenobi's confirmed. Kenobi's oh, it is confirmed. confirmed. Okay, cool. The one that's not is, um, who was the third one? There was a third one that was listed. Oh, the, the Lando movie is fake. The yeah, I didn't think that was one. real. I think that could be a possibility yeah. based off how good of a job Donald Glover did in the movie, but I don't think oh, it's Donald, confirmed yet. I'll tell you, the first, the first scene where he's introduced, yeah. if you close your eyes, that's Billy D. Williams. In yeah, Empire. the accent is that's, perfect, yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of it? 
I thought it was good too. I thought it was. I enjoyed it. It wasn't my favorite of the most. It was probably my least favorite, to be honest with you, of the of the most recent Star Wars movies. But just because I enjoyed the other one so much, I thought I really liked Last Jedi. But this is just me. I think people are very. It's either shit or it's great. So what were your thoughts yeah, on like it, Last Jedi? Did you hate it or did you love it? I'll tell you what. I'll let you know when Episode Nine comes out. Okay. Because Luke Skywalker was my childhood. Yep. He was. He was. I, you know, I mean, I, you, I, I'd be a multi-millionaire multiple times over if I had all my Star Wars toys from when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and and I, my dad would even tell me all the time that, you know, that was that was my thing. That was my thing. And you know, I was I was Luke and I was Boba Fett. Like that, those were my guys. And you know, obviously Vader. But you know, I. I could see that ending of Jedi going multiple different ways. I don't think it's as clear-cut as he died. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I understand the projection, um, uh, you know, how that works and how supposedly that's very draining, but let me let me see Nine, and, you know, I was... I, I Like, I'll be honest with you, I think when Ren tells Ray, your parents are nobody... I actually believe that's just a villain being a villain, trying to get his way. I don't think that's the final story with her. I think he wanted her help so bad, but he knew she was, like, obsessing over this one thing mm-hmm. with, with, you know, who are my parents? So to get her to go to him, he just was like, ah, oh, they were junkers. You know, now, yeah. come on, let's go. Let's let's get together and let's do this. Yeah. That's a villain thing to do. Yeah, no, it's, it can't be that. Does. It can't be that, yeah. You know, and the Snoke thing, again, let me see how Nine is. Yeah. That that really and took I'll, me I'll, by surprise. I'll get back to you on it. Yeah. <laughs> that took me by surprise. So we'll see, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where you need to judge it by seeing the next installment. Like, all oh, right, that made sense. It's like with WWE sometimes, where it's like, all right, this yeah, kind of seems stupid in the moment. Exactly. But more often than not, like, the I, WWE writers don't I know what the fuck they're doing. So. Right after he saw Last Jedi, was ready to hang himself. I'm like, dude, you got, you got to wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the whole point. Yeah. They want to make you want to see the next one. So it, it, it should be exactly. good. It, it comes out next yeah. December. Is that correct? Yeah, not this coming. It comes out around the greatest time of the year. Always. Birthday. <laughs> there you go, my friend. Twelve nineteen. That's yeah. where it comes from. Perfect. Should be great. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm, I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest. It's gonna be a little weird with a with no new Star Wars movie this December for the first time in like three yeah, or four I, years. I think we get the, I think we get the Star Wars Resistance cartoon on Disney XD, which supposedly does everything before the Force Awakens. Oh, okay. So you'll have something around that time frame. Okay, that's perfect. Maybe not in movie form, but in show form. So at least it's something. Right. Awesome. So we have that to look forward to. But John, it's been awesome, dude, talking to you here on the show. Just Thank the, you, brother. It's breeze by. Are you going? What are you doing for SummerSlam? Are you going to SummerSlam? Are you going to anything? I haven't. In August, nothing confirmed yet. SummerSlam. So here's the thing. I went to it when I had seen you a few years ago. I think we we yeah. uh, we met up at the Raw the next night. Raw, that yeah, we went to yeah. I went to Raw. Yeah, the Raw. Yeah. So I went to all three nights that year. I will never do that again. I mean, it was fun, but it was a lot. So I don't think I'll ever do that it's again. It was exhausting, and I didn't go last year. I was away last year, but this year, just based off how great it is every year, I gotta go to Takeover. I'm definitely going to Takeover. Don't know about SummerSlam or Raw. Probably just Takeover though in Brooklyn. All right. Well, keep me in the loop of what you're doing for that. 
Of course, yeah. Let me know what you're doing too. If you're just going to Raw or just SummerSlam, I don't know. SummerSlam last say, year did nothing I for me. Because I, I think SummerSlam is on my mom's birthday. Oh, okay. So I got, I got to see like it's like the 18th or the 19th or something. My yeah. mom's birthday is the 18th. If anything, maybe I'll do Raw or NXT, depending on when it falls. That's the only bad thing about SummerSlam. It always falls in that area. Yep. And my sister and my mom are the 15th and the 18th, and it's like Jesus Christ, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's tough. But uh, yeah, let me know, and then of course, come September, we all have to start planning our WrestleMania arrangement. Of course, dude, it's gonna be amazing. I'm so excited for Mania to be come yep. back here to the Northeast. I was so sad. I mean. I was sad at the time that it couldn't go in 2013, even when, I mean, I, did you go to WrestleMania 29 with um with, with the rest of the PW no, Nation crew? No, my, my wife was due with my son, like, literally, like, any day. Oh, like, man. You know what? The minute I go to anything yeah. and I sit down, my phone's going to ring. So <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I didn't. And let me tell you a real quick story about yeah. that. I actually met Bruno at uh, this. Uh, this feast in downtown Manhattan mm -hmm. the September after the Hall of Fame. Wow. And this is how great of a guy Bruno was. So mm -hmm. the people handling the thing were all like, oh, are you a New York guy or are you a tourist? I said, no, I'm a New York guy. I live in Brooklyn, whatever. They're like, oh, did you get to the Hall of Fame? I said, no, actually, I didn't because, you know, and I had my son in like that hangover chest carrier thing. Yeah. I'm like, this little guy was literally ready to go at any minute. <laughs> oh, Hey, Bruno, this guy was going to go to the Hall of Fame, but he didn't because his kid was born. Mm -hmm. Bruno had a field day with it. Wow. Me, like, I bought a package, which was supposed to be like one picture and an autograph. He gave me two pictures, <sighs> gave me two autographs, and he's playing with my son in my chess holder thing. It was mm -hmm. like amazing. That's awesome. You know, I missed everything in 2013, and mm -hmm. I'm not having any more kids, so this year I am going. I just don't <laughs> know what I'm doing yet, but yep. I'm going. Same, yeah. And my, also too, my, 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 my son loves Cena, so I'm going to see if there's going to be like an access signing with yeah. Cena, mm -hmm. and I'm going to get my son to that for sure. Good stuff. Yeah, access, I went once a few years ago. It was awesome. Definitely check that out. And it's probably better you waited too, because Mania, I mean, it would have been a fun experience. You're, it's always a great time whenever you go to a WWE show, whether it be WrestleMania or whatever. But 29 was not the best show just in general, no. so hopefully no. 35 is better. Um, and we now yeah, we have. I, I can't see how it won't be with you know you got AJ, you got Brian, you mm -hmm. got Joe, you got who knows maybe you'll have Omega. Exactly. You know? I was gonna say that's just with the Joe, current yeah. crop of talent, yeah. So it should yep. be a lot of fun. And that was back in 2013. That was pre NXT. So you got Takeover too, and all this other stuff. And you just yeah, I gotta figure out what I would want to do. Like I, yeah. I would have to figure it out. Like do I just blow my load and go to Mania, or do I kind of space it out and mm -hmm. maybe do Takeover and Raw and some you know, access, whatever. Yeah. So, and all the other indie shows you know, in the area and all the other shit that's going on that weekend. It's going to be nuts. That's thing, too. Like, I, like I, said this, I said this, you know, everyone's saying, oh, All In's going to be only a one-time thing. You want to try, you want to find out what you got with All In? There's a little arena in New Jersey called the PNC Bank Art Center. Mm -hmm. And it's probably just like the Sears Amphitheater. Go run All In 2 that Friday night. That would be perfect. I don't understand why they wouldn't. I, I could definitely see more installments of All In if this one goes off without a hitch, and I could certainly see that being the yeah. case. So, I mean, I think I they mean, would be fools not to do that. Who's around at that point? Yeah. So, who's available? But, yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I'm gonna wait till like the schedule comes out before I commit to anything. You know. Mm-hmm. And I, see, you know, okay, maybe Friday night I'll go to this. Maybe 
Wednesday I'll go to that, you know, mm-hmm. I'll go to Access here and whatever. I don't think they've announced where Access is going to be yet. I know they've announced for Raw SmackDown and TakeOver that it's at the Barclays, but they haven't announced where... If I had a guess, if I had a guess, I would guess the Javits Center. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the Jacob Javits Center where they do the big, uh, the auto show every, every year. Mm-hmm. That, that would be your ideal place to do, to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully everything was, you know, is is within close proximity with each other that, you know, you don't have to travel too far from Mania. I mean, I'm not, I haven't really done out the spacing. You would probably know better than I would how far and how close everything is, right? Traffic's your biggest enemy, not distance. Yeah, and no, I figured that. <laughs> but, and hopefully yeah. the weather holds up too, because it was pretty shitty around that, that you know, around April I this year. I remember that, so. yeah, it was like misting yeah. at one point during that show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I remember that. Yep, and even earlier yeah, this year in April, when Mania would have, like, WrestleMania 34 here in uh, the Northeast, we had fucking snowstorms and hurricanes and tornadoes, all this other oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. So I'm hoping yeah, it's, it's, was, it's decent, so I'm yeah, we'll surprised. see. That, that's their biggest risk, but I think it'll be a fun time. It should be a great weekend, and uh, hopefully the next 10 months fly by so we can be in WrestleMania right now. But before I let you go, man, of course, people can follow you on the Twitter machine at JCD1219NY. Um, anything else you'd like to plug for the people before I let you go? Uh, just my Periscope videos, you know, my Ballsy Booking series, and uh, if you check it out on PWPNation.com, I'm going to have an article up very soon, almost marking the one-year anniversary of my controversial rock article. I was just about to say, I remember that. (laughs) um, Addressing why do you boo Roman? Mm -hmm. And maybe reminding people who have amnesia that you were ready to anoint this guy not even three years ago. So I, I have a, I'm working on that. It's going to be long, like the Rock article was. So, yep. you know, and uh, I still talk about that article with people almost a year later. It's funny. Yeah, I know. It was very controversial. <laughs> I remember the reaction it got. I remember it blew up. It was amazing. You like you got you to stir up the marks. got to stir up the jabronis on the Twitter machine. You know what? Though, you know what? Not to get into a whole big thing about Rock, but you know what? You name, you know what? When when you get people past the initial shock of it, like oh my god, how yeah. dare you? Mm-hmm. Read the article, and then when it comes down to the business side of things, tell me what he's done for anybody in the last six, seven years. And you yep. know what? At least people are willing to have the conversation. Yeah, no, exactly. You, you know, you, you can't convert everybody, but you know what? At least it's ter- it, it does turn into a hell of a conversation piece. And mm-hmm. that, that's all I wanted with it. I wasn't trying to, you know, make everyone hate him. I wasn't trying to turn it to ni- 1997 all over again. But you know what? This is my opinion. And you know what? Let me at least lay it out to you why it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to create oh. that conversation. So it's it's a perfect yeah. conversational piece. And what people... was it that bitch just said? Controversy creates passion. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly yep, said, my so. friend. Thanks for having me on, dude. Of course, man. Always awesome chatting you about the uh, about the wrestling world, and I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Sounds good. I can't wait. All right, sounds good, dude. Hopefully, see you during uh, SummerSlam weekend. Take care. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You too, bro. All right, absolutely, bro. That sounds good. I'll catch you on the road. All right. Bye. All right.
Huge thanks to JCD for joining me on today's show. Great time talking everything WWE all in the wrestling world. The time always flies by with JCD making his debut here on WrestleRant Radio. And as for me, folks, you can find me on the socials at Twitter. You can find me, or on Twitter, rather, at WrestleRant. What am I saying? On Facebook as well at Facebook.com backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews. On YouTube at YouTube.com backslash C backslash Graham G.S. and Matthews. And of course, new episodes of Wrestle Rant Radio every single Thursday, not only on NextAirWrestling.net, but also on iTunes. Simply subscribe by searching up Wrestle Rant Radio on Apple Podcasts, rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. You not only get all the new episodes every single Thursday, but all the archives content as well, almost five years worth of shows dating back to October of 2013. So of course, guys, we will be back next Thursday with another all-new edition of WrestleRant Radio, as I mentioned at the start of the show here today. Um, to JCD, I will be at the Ring of Honor TV taping on Saturday. If you're going, please say hi. Shout out to me on the Twitter machine. Let me know that you're going. At the Hammerstein Ballroom, it is going to be my 23rd birthday. Couldn't think of a better way to spend it. Should be a blast. So until next time, guys, I'm Graham G.S. Matthews. Catch you in the month of June, and I'll catch your ass down the road. Oh,